Hi, and welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh. It's the Hebrew Bible. You can view the ministries at these following locations. Goodhouse1968.airtime.pro Goodhouse1968.net Goodhouse1968.space blogtalkradio.com forward slash goodhouse1968. And if you'd like to support the ministries, you could purchase tracks or ministries that have been done on audio recording. And uh, you could leave a donation there, whatever you like. You don't. You can download the tracks even still, and you don't have to uh, pay for them. It's just if you'd like to make a donation, you can. That's the way you would make a donation. That's at goodhouse1968.name. Again, that is goodhouse1968.name. <clears throat> All right. It says that Mark chapter 12, verse 1, says, Yeshua began speaking to them in parables. This parable was about a man who rented out a vineyard to the wicked, and the wicked did not pay him for renting the vineyard, and killed off all his bill collectors he sent. This parable is showing that what that's what good will do to the wicked in the last days, and we are here living in the last days. So, on Armageddon Day, good is going to annihilate and destroy those of the vineyard who do rent in it but did not pay. The same as their life, it, it applies to their lives today. They didn't do what they were supposed to do or what they were sent here for. At Luke chapter 8 verse 10 says, And he said to you, It has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but the rest are taught in parables, said the soul, that they may look but not see and listen, but not understand. Now, that was back in the days when the ministries first began. So in an effort to, that it would be easier for us to minister to people, the parables were not understood by the wicked, or a lot of the wicked, only those who, who God knew would accept, because God knows all things. Mark chapter 4 verse 33 says, With many parables like those these he spoke, the message to them to the extent that they were capable of hearing it. So this is showing us that the message to them to the extent that they were capable of hearing it. So like I said, for some it was meant to understand and to see, and some it wasn't back then. But today is open to all. That means all Gentiles, all nations. And Mark chapter 4 verse 13 says, Then Yeshua said to them, Don't you understand this parable? These alongside the path where the message is sown are people who know sooner hear it, then the adversary, adversary, Satan, and his demons comes and takes away the message uh, from them. 
So here we have these people today who we walk the dust off our feet out their doors, or even when they slam the doors in our face or they don't want to hear the radio ministries, they click on for a second and then shut it off. These are the people today who are the wicked and who will be destroyed in the last days. And as it says here, the adversary Satan, the little knowledge that they have, he comes and takes along, takes it away by infiltrating their hearts and their minds with worldly desires and worldly things. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 21 verse 45 says, the head Kohanim and Perushim listened to his stories. They saw that he was speaking about them. Here it is telling about the Perushim, those who killed the Messiah or Yeshua or Yesiah, Jesus Christ. They were possessed by demons who were giving them a heads up that Yesiah was speaking about them in an effort to stop his ministries. So in an effort to stop Yesiah's ministries, the demons gave the Pharisee Kohanim and the Perushim, those who eventually killed him, a heads up that he was speaking about them in parables. And this is how they were able eventually to arrest and to kill Jesus. And uh, even by the use of one of the prophets who were with him, who turned using kind of like a parable, a kiss on the cheek. All right, that is it for that. Now I'm going to the Bible reading. And it goes to say at Judges chapter 21, the men of Israel had sworn in Nixfah that none of them would let his daughter marry a man from Benjamin. The people came to Beadel and stayed there before God till evening crying out and weeping. They said, Good, why has this come about in Israel? Why should there be, be, there be today in Israel one tribe missing? The next day the people got up early, building an altar and offering burnt offerings and peace offerings. The people of Israel asked, Who among the tribes of Israel did not come up to assemble before good? For they had made a great oath to put to death whoever didn't come up too good at Mitzvah. <clears throat> the people of Israel became sorry for Benjamin, their brother, and said, Today one tribe has been cut off from Israel. How are we going to attain wives for those who remain alive, since we've sworn by good that we won't let our daughters marry them? Then they asked who from the tribes of Israel had not come up to good at Mitzvah and found that none had come from Yushvesh Gilad to the camp where the assembly was. Since when the people were counted, none of the inhabitants of Yushvesh Gilad were found there. So the gathering sent 12,000 warriors there and ordered them, Go and put the people who live in Yushvesh Gilad to death with a sword, including women and children. Completely destroy every man and every woman who has had sex with a man. Among the inhabitants of Yashres Galad, they found 400 young virgins who had not known a man by lying with them, and they brought them to the camp of Shiloh, which is in the land of Kenan. 
Then the whole gathering sent a message proclaiming peace to the people of Benjamin, who were at the rock of Rimmon. So Benjamin returned at that time, and the people of Israel gave them the women they had kept alive of the women from Yeshvash Galad. But those weren't enough for them. The people were still sorry for Benjamin because good had made a division among the tribes of Israel. The leaders of the assembly asked, What are we to do for those who still don't have wives? Inasmuch as all the women of Benjamin have been killed, they said there has to be a way to help the survivors preserve Benjamin's inheritance so that a tribe will not be eliminated from Israel. Yet we can't give them our daughters as wives, for the people of Israel have sworn, Cursed be whoever gives a wife to Benjamin. Then they said, Look each year there is a festival in honor of good in Shiloh, north of Beadel, on the east side of the road that goes up from Beadel to Shechem, and south of Lebanon. They ordered the men of Benjamin go hide in the vineyards and keep watch. If the girls of Shiloh come out to do their dances, then come out of the vineyards, and each of you catch for himself a wife from Shiloh, girls, and go on to the land of Benjamin. When their fathers or brothers come to complain to us, we will say to them, Give them as a personal favor to us, because we didn't take wives for each of them in battle. You didn't give them to them that would have made you guilty of breaking your oath. So the men of Benjamin did this. They took wives for themselves from the girls who were dancing, as many as they needed. They carried them off, went back to the land of their inheritance, rebuilt the cities and lived in them. The people of Israel then left at peace, left the place. Each man returned to his tribe and family. And each man went out from there to the land he had inherited. All that time there was no king in Israel. A man simply did whatever he thought was right. <clears throat> so we can see from their actions they're doing murders again. And uh, it's because of uh, cursed be the name of uh, Benjamin, whoever marries uh, Benjamin. So we see here, this is not the way that good wants it to be. And it's something that will have to change. And we'll eventually read the outcome of it and see what took place. But remember, good always does good and justice, so it will be a good outcome. So whenever you're reading your Bible, the scriptures, and you read a bad incident, so remember, there's always a good outcome because good always does good and righteousness and delivers justice. So there will be a good or just or righteous outcome. All right, let me begin the vocabulary lesson. <clears throat> okay. Ham Takat Dean, a mitigation of sentence. Ham Takat Mayim. Dasalination. Uh, Ham takat ha anas. 
mitigation of punishment. Hum tak na at waiting. Kadare hum tana waiting room. A matsaat invention. And whither? Lian where to? Anna please. Anna whither where to? <clears throat> Hana art pleasure delight. Anna Aref don't expect to know me to expect me to know. Tabadat Hana advantage. Zikarat Hana privilege. Hanat proportion. Hana kidmeat front wheel drive. Anada Aditi tiled on decorated. Anafem branch. Hanafaat waving brandishing. Anikim necklace. Anikim plummet plumb line. Aniki gigantic. Hanakaat. Rebate, discount, assumption. Aniki, vertical, perpendicular. Kavim Anaki, vertical line. Anaki, vertically. Anaku, we. Anala, la, putting on shoes. Shoe trade. Ana Anem, cloud. Perez Anen Cloudburst Ana Cloudlet Anasim Rapist Anatomaya Anatomy Anava Humble Modest Humble Meek Alright, that is it for my vocabulary lesson today and I will Close with a word of prayer. I didn't open. I should have. But I have. No, we don't have enough. To, well, good by petition, brothers and sisters, I able to understand, to receive their spiritual food, and their eyes to be open, their ears to be open, and they are to understand the lesson and be able to build that lesson into their lives and into their hearts and minds and souls. Pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen.